1: Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Antibia.
2: Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio.
1: Good Morning Football. Welcome. So good morning football. A happy day to you. We are presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky. We're live in New York City. It's Thursday, October 13th. I'm Jamie Erdahl. That is Kyle Brant. That is Peter Schrager. And this is a Super Bowl champion to my left, Jason McCourty. Okay, so Thursday, Thursday, Thursday night football. It's a good thing. What do we think about this game tonight? It's a
2: great thing. We got two young star quarterbacks and Jamie is in uh, autumnal chic today. Yeah,
3: I, I was a too. little stressed. Autumnal. I was I was wow. a little stressed.
1: Um, all my all female viewers at home can appreciate this. This shirt was packed for our trip to london yeah. mm-hmm. wasn't sure if i wore it on the air there and yeah. then i asked jason if i wore it to a dinner that we went to and then i feel jason's just like I don't, that. I don't know i don't know and i was like the point is if i wore it to dinner and you can't remember that means people at home haven't seen it yet there so that's go. a G- good G- thing G- 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 double
2: up though can't do you
1: remember do if i wore it to a dinner
2: of course you absolutely do not i have your whole, whole outfit okay like, great itemized thanks. in my that's yeah. head that's support <laughs> sure. that's a teammate
1: like That's a, like yes exactly adamant calendar for my clothes it's great thanks for the help guys not for the lead block. No, no, we'll hey, commanders
2: Bears though, baby.
3: Absolutely.
1: <laughs> cool. We're going to welcome in our NFL Network insider Tom Pelleraro now, who will of course be watching the Commanders take on the Bears tonight on Prime Video, also available on NFL Plus. Tom, what can you tell us about Carson Wentz?
4: Well, Jamie, Carson Wentz is going to start this game tonight against the Bears despite dealing with a biceps tendon strain that I'm told casts doubt on his availability in the early portion of the week. Wentz is not 100% he is sore, but he looked good throwing the ball in practice this week, albeit in more of a walkthrough setting. The hope is he can get through this game and then take advantage of the extra rest coming off of the Thursday night game. Wentz is coming off of maybe his best game as a commander, though it did end with that interception at the goal line that had to deal with the fallout from Ron Rivera's comments throughout the course of the week here. He's also going to be shorthanded in terms of his weapons. Logan Thomas, the tight end, as well as Jahan Dotson, the wide. Receiver both out for this game. I can tell you, Diami Brown, who had two touchdowns last week in his breakout game, he's listed as questionable. He is expected to play. Jamie?
1: All right, cool. Good to know. Of course, that game kicks off uh, week six tonight. It's a game that you can see on NFL Plus and Prime Video. Tom Pelicero, thank you. We're going to talk to you in a little bit. Uh, This game features two, as Kyle mentioned, young quarterbacks, but who are at very different stages in their careers Justin Fields and Carson Wentz. Uh, Tom Pellicero just mentioned it. There was interesting fallout from commentary that once his head coach, Ron Rivera, had this week, and it kind of got everybody off to an uncomfortable start, but I think we got there eventually.
2: Why do you think the teams in the division are farther ahead at this point? Quarterback. You know, I apologize to the guys. And, uh, you know, it's been good. Uh, the players have been really positive about it. And, uh, you know, Carson and I had a nice conversation, so I think we're, uh, we're ready to roll.
0: So, I honestly had no idea um, any of that happened until Sean over here gave me a heads up. Um, but yeah, coach addressed it, handled it. Nothing for me that I'm overly concerned about. Coach is a very straightforward, upfront guy, and um, he addressed it in the team meeting, which I thought was really cool um, and what he meant by it all. So, uh, I feel very confident in that. <laughs>
1: So we have Carson Wentz versus a sophomore should-be stud, Justin Fields, looking to prove that he is the future in Chicago. He had a good week last week, so he's trying to build off of that. Which one of these quarterbacks has more to prove tonight on the national stage on Thursday Night Football Peter?
5: I wish I had the demeanor of Carson Wentz sometime. (laughs) You know, this was not an easy week for Carson Wentz. There was a a, a game-deciding interception yet again in his career, and his head coach with just a look of an assassin just says, like, the quarterback is why we're not where the other teams are. And... Ron would come out and would you know completely surround himself with all the context and the, and the fallout and say no no I'm talking about everything and you need to have the quarterback and we've been rotating at quarterback and they have their quarterback but then you look at the other quarterbacks in the division and it's like <laughs> Cooper Rush is winning games Daniel Jones is winning this isn't like he's in a division with Breeze and Brady and Cam Newton and it was the NFC South back in the day um Wentz is such an anomaly to me. These teams, they are so captivated by the good of Carson Wentz. And then it feels like no. there's always that grim reaper of the bad of Carson Wentz coming. <laughs> Do you know if he throws an interception tonight? He's already thrown as many interceptions this season as he said all of last year. Mm. Oh. And it feels like just when you want to believe. And last week he was throwing two touchdown passes to Danami Brown. And you're like, all right, commanders are going to win this game and Titans get the best of Carson Wentz yet again and in his building yet again and it's like gosh Wentz uh, if you could just not throw the back breaking interception in a big spot I can get behind you you know Tom Pellicero said he's dealing with a bicep injury now, all this stuff is good but like at some point one and five one and six one and seven you're like all right, Sam Howell's a rookie and like I, I, or in this case Taylor Heineke's he's there like you start thinking about what's the future of this team. Like, where are we going other than this? And whether or not Howell can get on the field and whether or not Heineke's the answer, your mind starts to drift to other places. You win tonight, you keep the boat, you get to steer it, you get to go on the rocky roads for a couple more weeks. You get to go, but like, you start going one and six, one and seven, one and eight. You start going two and nine. You're out of here. Yeah, and then, yeah. there might not be a next team. Yeah. And then you're maybe a backup moving forward. So to me, this game matters a lot for Carson Wentz. And it matters because there's a little bit of egg on the face stuff going on right now, a little bit of shame going on right now. I don't know if he feels it. It sounds like he doesn't. But I think the rest of the league is watching. And uh, on Thursday Night Football, you don't want to lay an egg.
6: Yeah, and I'm sure he feels it. And to have your coach say those things, yes, he apologized, but he said those things. But my thing with Carson Wentz is, we're calling them both young quarterbacks. Wentz is kind of a veteran now. We yeah. know what he is. You showed play after play of game ending interceptions. Like, that's who he is. When someone continues to show that, believe him. Don't find reasons to say, oh, it's not that. For Justin Fields on the other side, he's in his second year. They have a new head coach, a new general manager who didn't bring him in. They didn't draft Justin Fields. They didn't move up in the draft. That wasn't their moves. And he's shown us. He's electric. When he tucks the ball and he takes off, the plays he can make with his feet, he's all over the place. It's fun to watch. You get excited. You see the athleticism he has. It forces defense to say, we have to find a way to keep this guy in the pocket. We have to do something because he's a running back when he tucks the ball away. But at the same time, he's yet to show us what he can do throwing the ball. We haven't seen it. And I think for Poles and for Iberflus, that's what you're waiting to See, that's what you want to see you see his completions and his attempts by week this year eight completions seven eight eleven he's only had two games where he's had double digit completions for a national it's foo- so in a national football weird. league it's weird. a quarterback so it's very weird so you want to see them believe in him and put the ball in his hands to go out there and make plays now Luke Getzey the offensive coordinator said hey each week he's improving mm-hmm. he's getting better he had his best game last week He's going to be in primetime, Thursday night football. Tonight will be an opportunity to show them, hey, I'm making these jumps. I'm making these jumps. Take a leap tonight and show them, hey, I'm the quarterback of the future. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, Justin Fields, capitalize off of what you were able to do last week. I do agree with Peter. Like, both of these quarterbacks are kind of having a moment, but for very different reasons. Mm -hmm. The thing he said about, like, teams really like to like the good of Mm -hmm. Carson Wentz, but then that's the Grim Reaper. Like, a couple weeks ago when the Colts weren't doing great, people were – behaving very much, an apologist, like a Carson Wentz apologist. Maybe it wasn't his fault, and then he continues to play this way. It's like, come on, man, Like you had a chance there to prove yourself, and it's not going well for Wentz. That's how I feel about Justin Fields is you have a chance here to capitalize off of Yes, it was a loss last week, and I know in your true competitor spirit, you're going to come out and say, a loss is a loss. It doesn't matter how I played. You played well. You brought your team back from behind. Uh, numbers for Justin Fields, they're not looking great, but there's one that stands out to me, and it's not just because it ranks pretty high amongst the league. It's just yards per attempt. J- Jason's saying that he needs to throw more. When he does throw, that's a pretty. that ranks eighth in the league. The other numbers... This is not meant to disparage him. This is meant to say, you have room for growth here. You are not to a Tuatunga-Vailoa a couple seasons ago. He goes to the Miami Dolphins, and he gets criticized heavily because that's a team that wanted to win now and wanted to make it to the playoffs. Justin Fields, you are in a situation where the team wants to grow with you. This team, this new GM, this new head coach, they're looking for guys to grow with. Are you that guy? You have a moment on Thursday Night Football to be able to take advantage of that.
2: We gotta see something from Fields. Like, I don't need him to be Dan Marino, but like, we gotta see something. And I'm not even tonight, like, the rest of the year. Because if we go through two years of this, and it's like, the future is murky there, too. But I wanna go back to Wentz. I, I think it's just one of the most interesting, intriguing football lives that we've seen. Like... And I think we need a palate cleanser with Carson Wentz tonight. And I hope it's a control-alt-delete. Because (laughs) if you just go back to the roots, like a highly, highly improbable number two overall pick. Really interesting story that we've talked about a million times. Really great rookie year. And then MVP second season – an MVP, an MVP that eventually went to Brady, would have gone to Carson Wentz had he not blown out his knee at the LA Coliseum. And in a way, I think he never walked out of the Coliseum. I still think it's there. I think the quarterback that left that day is we've never wow, seen the one who went yeah. Because this was a guy that the Eagles, he's gonna be Eagles quarterback 15 years. Yeah. This is a guy, this looks like a Hall of Famer. He's gonna be an MVP beloved. They're calling they're all kinds of nicknames for him. They love this guy. And then it just went wildly off the tracks. And he's a Super Bowl champion, but he is never, he's only started one playoff game, he didn't finish it. Josh McCown. Came in for him. Then uh, you go to Indy and now you're Washington, and Peter, you're laying out this timeline by which he could be on a different team next year. That'd be four teams in four years. Yeah, I mean it's and I don't understand why, because this was a guy. If you go back in 2016, 2017, you're like, take everything I own and invest it in him. He is yeah. awesome. He's huge, he runs, he has an arm. He kind of felt like Josh Allen before Josh oh, Allen. Oh, yeah. Same kind of skill set, even same sort of college deal, like that guy's everything. And it just went awry. So what I want to do tonight is I want to see Carson Wentz smile, have a little fun, get a win. And let's just remind ourselves where this guy was. I'm going to take you right now to the Super Bowl all the way back from the 2016 season. Carson Wentz had just finished his rookie year. This is that time when everyone was investing everything in him. And he was so happy and so loose. And we decided to have some fun with him. He came by the show during Super Bowl week. And we knew he was a big hunter. So we're like... You're going to hunt some of the uh, wild Schrager beasts that are going around here. Look how young, joyful, optimistic the future is all in front of them. And I want to see more of this tonight. Take a look. Go ahead, guys. Come on out. Good. Boom! He's done. Give him a ball. Give him a ball. Give the man a ball. He's got to reload. He's got to reload. Give oh, made- him oh, made- another ball. Give him another ball. <laughs> Oh! Come on! We're out of ammo! You got, you guys, go go knife the thing! Knife it! Yes! He's dead! Carson. Carson, my man. You nailed it. That is the best. I think we have to skin that thing now. Oh my God. Did I get him? For a kid! Did I get him? What about the kid? What about the kids, Carson? Hey, you know when you play Call of Duty and you get up close and you just slash their neck? I think that's what Carson just did. Look at that guy. I miss that guy. It was Love a it fun, me I mean, me he me dropped me. an elbow. That is our producer, Tim Brown, who now works for Omaha Productions, who's one of the founders of this show. He just got destroyed. We don't he think he's destroyed. been the same since then, either. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he never got off the turf. Carson, let's have some fun tonight. We have a lot of history with you. The league has a lot of interesting ups and down stories. We'd like to see you have a night, man. Absolutely. Go get em. It could be a I
1: feel-good night for either one of us. I hope guys. so. Absolutely. All go. right, coming up, we've got a great one on Sunday night. Speaking of Carson Wentz's former team, the Eagles take on the Cowboys. We'll explore the history of this rivalry with a round of mixed bag Trivia, that's next.
5: This is for Eagles and Cowboys fans. Dial in,
0: baby. It's that week. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish spring body wash and bar soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall.
3: And I'm CJ Toledana. And we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA six Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have ticked it off?
0: I said, I said OG, oh, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college it ain't it. <laughs> Check
3: out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
7: Rain or shine, every day is a great day for fishing, right? You got rain gear, but you can't overlook sunny day gear. A Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie has you covered on the sunniest days, like literally.
5: <laughs> Mixed back trivia. Uh, there's so many good games this week, but there's one on Sunday night that has me <laughs> in my chops. 4-1 Dallas at 5-0 Philly. And it brings us down memory lane. Oh, Gosh. have there been some beauties between these two franchises. I'm really The faces do not get along. The team logos don't look good together. And I can tell you the players on both teams right now they don't really like each other either, but we love trivia. So we're going to do mixed bag trivia with the theme being Eagles and Cowboys. Perfect. History. Okay. Perfect. All right. Okay. Jason, our defensive back. Okay. Okay. In 2005, the Cowboys beat the Eagles in a Monday night thriller. Mm-hmm. Which Cowboys defensive back had a game-winning pick six off of Donovan McNabb, which is still considered one of the great, Cowboys victories over the Eagles? Was it A, Terrence Newman, B, Darren Woodson, C, Roy Williams, or D, Aaron Glenn?
6: 2005, Darren Woodson was before that. I grew up watching him, was a huge fan. Terrence Newman, the Kansas State guy, who rocked number 41, I believe. Played he forever. Played, played forever. forever. I played against out. this guy. Before Dirk. Aaron yeah. Glenn, a little ben older. Rice. Roy Williams was a hitter. I'm gonna go a Terrence Newman that he had the pick six on Donovan McNabb
5: and won the
4: game.
6: Terrence
5: Newman was a top five pick. Played until yeah, he was about 48 about years old. Yeah. Always on Mike Zimmer's teams, yep. the Vikings, the Bengals, yeah. the Cowboys. <laughs> yep. But that's not the. Oh! Oh! Let's go to Al Michaels on Monday Night Football <gasps> for a little audio and a little visual of who took it home. I was confident too. Oh!
4: McNabb's gonna
6: throw
3: it. It's gonna be intercepted by Roy Williams. Williams is
4: inside the 20, inside the
3: 10, and a
4: touchdown. And Roy Williams, who's been to two straight pole bowls, shows you why he makes the annual trip to Hawaii.
7: Roy Williams, uh, um,
5: it. That's, good one. that's it. First he swallowed Chris Sims, and then he went and did that in in the professional games. It was so, a lot
2: of fun at the time because there were three Roy Williams yeah, in the world: yeah, the receiver, yeah, yeah. and the basketball coach, the basketball and the safety. Uh, and, uh, and then uh, there were uh, the whole uh, sets of Jason Williams. Uh, yeah. like, it was
5: well, a lot. of I love Chris that. Sims, but that was one of the greatest college plays I've ever seen. He jumps incredible. over the line of scrimmage. It was incredible. Love Major Applewhite too. I love Major, Major Applewhite. Applewhite. Texas quarterbacks. <laughs> that's <laughs> it. Um, shout out to Ramapo. Uh, yeah. <laughs> let's start over here, Jamie. This is for you. Okay. Okay. After Drew Pearson gave his famous NFL Draft Day speech to the Philly Faithful in Philadelphia. This Eagles player answered with an anti Cowboys rant of his own at the 2018 (laughs) draft, announcing a pick. Was it A, Jaws Ron Jaworski, B, Brian Dawkins, C, David Akers, or D, our guy, running back Brian Westbrook?
1: All right, I'm going to work backwards. I don't think it's the bottom two. Ron Jaworski is way too nice at times he to pull, pull off something like that uh, in 2018. I'm going to go B, Brian Dawkins. <laughs> Brian Dawkins. <laughs> <laughs> That's
5: Next, he could play. Let's go to the draft oh, in 2018 and hear an incredible draft announcement
1: speech. If it's Jaws. If it's I'm representing the Philadelphia Eagles.
7: 2018 draft the nfl would like to represent the philadelphia eagles dallas goddard oh, oh. he is the tight end from south dakota state go birds
2: it's awesome awesome <laughs> awesome <laughs> david akers the best.
7: David
5: Akers didn't see it
1: coming but and now I'm glad I know it. it
2: being a guy named Dallas you oh, no, could not right. pin it even better I and mean, that's it I empathize too because he got that card 10 seconds before he walked out there it, and Dallas Goddard is a tricky pronunciation because it's G-O-E-D yeah. so, and he stuck he could have said Goddard and he Lord. didn't I'm so impressed he nailed it. he's really. a
5: tight end from South Dakota State yeah. let's go
2: last time Sweet. you were in the Super Bowl <laughs> these players weren't born yet so good pretty <laughs> good I love Akers
5: pretty good it was really good <laughs> the man um, did not see that coming uh Kyle, we usually go with a Saturday Night Live related question uh-huh. for you. And I feel like Philly is me- is home to many famous SNL alums, including the great Sherry O'Terry. OK, but which of these SNL alum is also from the city of Philadelphia? Is it David Spade? Is it Julia Louis-Dreyfus? Is it Tina fey or is it Chris, Cabin Boy,
2: Elliott? I love Cabin Boy, I thought he was uh, also great in Kingpin. Uh, give me a sake and seltzer, a Cebu play. Um, <laughs> Julia Louis-Dreyfus, I always imagine, I always associate her with Chicago, because they show it's Northwestern, Tina Fey, I don't know wherever perfect people come from. Um, just ask her fans. David Spade, I love Spade. I can't imagine. Where, where am we asking from? Philly? No, Spade doesn't have that East Coast vibe Spade's at a all. a Phoenix, Arizona guy. Uh, that's why I'm gonna go. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Cabin Boy. Uh, let, let, let's let's go with the Chocolate Chip, as he says in something about Mary. I'll go, yes. Chris Elliott. Uh,
5: the correct answer is Bossy Pants. Tina Fey. Uh, yeah. Tina Fey is uh, from I I Kensington yeah. suburbs of Philadelphia. She attended Upper Darby High School of Philadelphia, and it said that Mean Girls was based partly on her experience oh, okay. at that high school in Upper Darby uh, of the Philadelphia area. Tina Fey,
2: she's great. Her takes on that Paris is- Hilton hosting SNL are unbelievable. <laughs> My wife loves her too. That's- that like is where dream? perfect
1: people come from. Kensington. Yeah. Do
2: you like Do you like Tina Fey? You're a big Tina Fey fan.
1: Uh, I'm lukewarm about it.
2: Great. Okay. okay. You can you can her. have that. I like her.
1: I like I like her work, but I don't sometimes like her delivery of. Understood. All right. All right. I'm Jenny, okay. I respect in. the honesty.
2: Yeah. All right. You don't have to like Tina Fey. It's, it's okay. okay. It's a free yeah. country.
1: I like her. I like what she's she produces. very well liked. I don't like-
2: Oh for 3, guys. Yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Strong pass.
5: Chris
2: Elliott. Where's Chris Elliott from? Chris Elliott was great. Where's don't he, don't he from?
1: Stand <laughs> so I think like his
5: daughter, Abby. She was good, don't too. Don't know. On Abby, consecutive know. plays know. in 1995, with the score tied at 17, Barry Switzer called run plays in a famous game called Load Left. It's fourth and one after a timeout. Switzer lines it up right before the two-minute warning. What happens on this famous play in this great rivalry with those old Fox visuals of early Fox NFL days? Emmett Smith is stopped on fourth and one. Daryl Moose Johnston converts for the first down. Troy Aikman QB sneak goes short of the first down, or Emmett breaks a 31-yard touchdown.
2: (laughs) Go ahead, Jeff.
6: Oh my goodness, I want to go with the Moose just because it just feels right. Moose! But I don't know. Emmett was so great, man. They hand the ball off to Emmett. He cuts back. He breaks it 31 yards. He scores a touchdown. Fourth and one. Barry Switzer dials it up. I'm going Emmett Smith all the way.
1: Um, I'm going to go, why would you go load left on a fourth and one and sneak the quarterback? But sometimes play callers make weird decisions like that. So I'm going to go C. Why not? Tries for a sneak.
2: See. It's just the score bug on that graphic, Isn't it it nostalgic? I'm like, I'm a freshman in high school, and I'm playing Jones. got a starter jacket. I I want that score bug tattooed on my body. All right, uh, I was going to say the touchdown, too, but I'll just, for variety's sake, I'll go the total opposite and say A, they give it to M and the Eagles stuff. The play
5: is called load left. Switzer on third and one, hands it off, and they get stuffed. And then they go to a timeout. It's right before the two-minute warning, and everyone's freaking out. Like, what are you going to do? And the Eagles fans are in a fervor. Aikman's getting crushed the entire game. Let's go to Pat Summerall and John oh, Madden, the original Fox Sports A crew for the call.
1: Amazing.
0: Smith gets a carry. He doesn't make it. No, that's a bad call. You can't do that. that look at the Eagles. They know that call could have won the Eagles this game. Their field goal range right now. Right now, and then all they have to do is run that clock down. Now they're saying maybe the two-minute warning ran out. Emmett Smith is still deep with Daryl Johnston in front of him. <laughs> Same play. Didn't get it again. Yeah. Didn't get it again. That's unbelievable. This is unbelievable. What in the heck is going on? The score's tied. You're on the road.
2: Awesome! And
5: it's so good too. The Madden oh, summer all, so and Madden's good. like, "What are you doing? Yeah. Your scores tied. You're awesome. on the road. Punt the ball. What are we doing? Or awesome. kick a field goal? It was oh. unbelievable. The Eagles would score a late field goal. They'd go on to win the game twenty to seventeen. It's a famous Eagles victory called Load Left, guys. This is why we do it. This is why we do it. Are you I mean, ready for excitement. Eagles Cowboys? Yes. Are you ready?
6: Yes, I love the excitement. We're all watching the fourth and one. The stop goes. Kyle goes off. It's like, oh, that was the third down one. Yeah. Like, we don't <laughs> know point. the answer. We're yeah. fired up to figure they it out.
1: They could have just forgot to press the button to bring us back on camera, and we would have just watched the rest <laughs> Watch of that rest game, of game just man. fine.
2: So good. Uh, listening to Pat Summerall uh, this week, we lost Angela Lansbury just for one more time with feeling. Murder! She wrote, she wrote, wrote. the best. Just uh, absolutely incredible. I this clip. He does Gone! With, With the, the wind. Win. Yeah. And Patton like. says he was laughing so hard he had to leave the booth and take his headphones off. Uh, a couple of legends, really awesome. three legends. Miss awesome. Angela Lansbury, rest in peace. Coming up, do the Jets have a real shot to take down the Packers and Lambo? I'm just going to answer that, yeah. Uh, or is Aaron Rodgers going to say, all right, enough of this. R-E-L-A-X-J-E-T-S, uh, Aaron Rodgers versus the Jets. Coming up after this.
3: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
7: Rain or shine, every day is a great day for fishing, right? You got rain gear, but you can't overlook sunny day gear. A Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie has you covered on the sunniest days. Like, literally. I mean, who wouldn't trade a sunburn for a trophy fish? But why do it if you don't have to? So if you're going to be spending long days out on the water, and I sincerely hope that you will be, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG and shop all their performance fishing gear.
5: I mentioned this yesterday on the show. I'm so fired up. I'm doing a podcast with the NFL and iHeartRadio. It's called The Season with Peter Schrager. Each week, I'm going to have a different guest, whether it be an NFL head coach during the season, pretty rare to get, a general manager, maybe a celebrity fan, maybe even my co-hosts. This week, I sat down with Jets head coach Robert Sala. And Robert Sala came on and talked about his relationship with Packers head coach Matt LaFleur, someone he's known for 20 years, Here's a preview of our conversation, a little preview of the game this weekend. Not only is Matt LaFleur your offensive coordinator, Mike LaFleur's older brother, he's one of your best friends in the world. Can you take us through the relationship between you and Matt LaFleur and where it started and where it's at?
0: Yeah, um, so we actually played against, I was a tight end, he was a quarterback, but our schools played against each other in college. Didn't know each other then, but uh, I get to Central Michigan and and if you could see it, like this little little square right here, I swear it was like a broom closet. He and I shared the same office, it was a, and it was about the size of a broom closet. I mean, it was as small, coaches, as coaches, as Central Michigan. And- mm.
5: Brian Kelly's the head coach. He's got two graduate <laughs> oh, cool. assistants, Matt Lafleur and Robert Saul, living in a square. They go on to tell me in that conversation that. They were roommates, they didn't have any furniture, so they went to the Goodwill store and they're like, we like this table and we like these chairs, alright, so we're going to get these table and chairs. They didn't have room for both, so they went and they got the table and they brought it back and they go back to the Goodwill store and the chairs are gone and instead of them buying new chairs, they just didn't have chairs in their apartment. So they just had a table and they would eat standing up. Sure. That's what they were. And now they're both head coaches making millions of dollars in the NFL, but they go back 20 years. And then Sala, of course, hires Matt LaFleur's little brother as his first hire gets the head gig in in New York. Um, Sala's awesome. Listen to the podcast. Please download it. All that but it turns to this weekend's game. Week six in Lambeau, Fox sends their A crew of Burkhart, Olsen, and Aaron Andrews to cover the Jets going up against the Packers. If New York somehow pulls off this upset on Sunday, guys, what's the bigger story? Four and two Jets? or the head-scratching three-and-three Packers? Kyle, what do you say?
2: Uh, I was looking at a quote this week from Rodgers that uh, Matt Schneidman uh, tweeted, and Rodgers said, I expect that typical stretch coming up at some point where we get really hot. Hopefully it starts this week, but I think that's around the corner. And he is right. They seem to always hit that stretch, and you would think, all right, it's been a little shaky, but now the Jets come. But the answer to the question, Peter, is resoundingly the New York Jets. And I think it's really interesting because we've said a bunch of times, Jets at Packers, what a weird matchup. Last year, before the 2021 season, they got together. They got together at Green Bay, and you might remember there were images of it. And there's Wilson and Rodgers and LaFleur and Sala. And every single write up from every person who witnessed it or knew part of this joint practice has said the Jets did not belong in the same field as the Packers. No, not, they're playing a different sport. If they played, 20 times, the Packers win by 50 points all 20 times. Lots changed since then. That was over a year ago. Let's see how much has changed, because if they go into Lambeau and they beat the back-to-back MVP, the Jets are not a fun story, a good start. They're a really good team.
1: They'd be four and two. They would be four and (laughs) two. The New York Jets. And the last time they were uh, anywhere north of four wins was in 2017. And if they have a fourth win this weekend, that matches last season's win total. I'm sorry, that would be the biggest. You can come back from three and three, especially when your quarterback is Aaron Rodgers. But if you're four and two and you're the New York Jets, Mm. that is high end, Mike. That is awesome. No doubt about it.
6: Fireman Ed is going to be fired up, getting the Jets crowd going. Them being four and two, like remember we did a whole segment where you were the therapist, we came in, yeah. I was a New York Jets fan, <laughs> yeah. it was just You're like, Makai Beckton got hurt, <gasps> Zach Wilson got hurt, it was just like, what are we going to do? Four
5: and two? Oh, God, everybody will be thrilled, there'll be the talk of the NFL, it'll be awesome. Sala uh, was a groomsman in, in LaFleur's wedding, LaFleur was a groomsman in Sala's wedding, Mike LaFleur married his high school sweetheart who Sala has known for 20 years because they've known each other all that time. And oh. It's such a lot of familial stuff here. Um, let me promote the podcast one more time. Yeah, Take so, your so, phone, so. put the camera part of your phone on, and then you can scan this little QR code that is coming up I'm so proud right of you. here. Yeah. yeah. I do this right? Yeah. yeah. I'm so proud Woo! of you scan. that. Yeah. And then every week we're gonna have a new coach or GM or decision maker
2: on, and yeah,
1: we're gonna tech have a conversation. Call.
2: Maybe
5: next week. Peter,
1: Matt, what We did it yesterday. It takes yeah, three, three or four clicks. What do you
0: think? I would think you got it. It takes three call.
1: clicks oh, to get there. Three, three clicks. Click, click, and then subscribe. It's fantastic. Let's go.
0: You go into your shower feeling